The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? got that right it's another edition of the busted open podcast hall of fame and pain returns with myself bully ray and my tag team partner mark henry on tap what do you think we're talking about vincent kennedy mcmahon and him returning reappearing on smackdown he kept it short he kept it sweet he kept it simple me and mark henry are going to give you our take on Vince's return. Also, the return of Brock Lesnar. How much impact did it make? Why did they call Brock Lesnar back? And do we want Brock and Roman once again? Also, we're going to get into the weekly winner, one of Mark's favorite spots to do here on Busted Open. Mark's going to break down every single show for the week. We'll see who Mark picks. We'll see who I pick. Should be interesting. Do we agree? Do we disagree? Turn it up, turn it to 11, all that and so much more right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Prepare something around you of the four words we just saw and the, what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to SmackDown. Garden sweet. Mark, uh, we heard uh, rumblings that Vince was going to appear on SmackDown last night. As a matter of fact, the WWE Twitter um, promoted it. We talked about it a little bit on Friday. We all called into the show. I know you were on the first yeah. 45 minutes and Tommy jumped on and I jumped on. We were uh, all speculating as to what we were going to hear. I took it a little bit further. I thought with Stephanie being the, the new CEO, that maybe they were going to turn this into some type of uh, story for a night and Stephanie would come out and fire Vince. That obviously did not happen. Uh, Vince comes out and he addresses the WWE universe there in, in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. Mark, what did you think about what Vince said, the simplicity of what Vince said, and why do you think he went out there and said it? Well, there's two thoughts that uh, crossed my mind when when one is, you know what, this is the hottest thing in the world. You can possibly bring in people that have never even watched wrestling before 
and it was just a media uh, deal. It was just a thing for ratings, a, a ratings push. Uh, the second thing was, you know Vince, and I know Vince, and Vince is going some going through something that should be personal. Shit shouldn't even be out in the world. You know, just that people can't keep their mouths shut about business that don't belong to them. And then they come out with it, whether it's right or wrong. Um, it's still personal. Yes, you have to present yourself in a certain way in the corporate sector. But at the end of the day, the probes, the people reporting stuff, the woman that released the information was not even involved. She was a friend that, you know, heard the story through the friend. Like, why, why is it her place to put people's business in the street? So I thought Vince was basically saying to everybody, listen, uh, I'm not going to go into hiding. I'm not going to regress. I'm going to grow from this. I'm a grown man. I'm not afraid of you. And um, you can kiss my ass because he came, he had to kiss my ass club. You know what? When you're a billionaire, you got this kiss my, kiss my ass mentality. I can do whatever I need to do. And uh, I think that there was nothing short of that in that appearance. Mark, did you get the feeling from Vince last night that he was using SmackDown as an opportunity just in case he would never get to address the universe again. He used last night as a final goodbye in some way, shape, or form. It didn't seem like a goodbye, but it did seem like a, uh, I'm going to not be the focal point of the company going forward. And I'm just going to come out here and say, hey, we're going to go through this together. I don't know why, but I kind of got the feeling that it, it, when Vince was out there, it was like, well, you know what, just in case this is the last opportunity I ever get, I want to come out here and, and, you know, and say what I have to say. Do I think it's going to be the last time we see Vince? No, but that's kind of like the, the feeling that I got, you know, at that moment. And how it about might the, be a while though. It yeah, might it, be a while. Yeah. It might be a year or two. And you know, Mark, if you turn, you, you tuned into social media over the past couple of days and people are absolutely burying Vince McMahon, destroying him, taking shots behind their keyboards left and right. Mark, what happened when Vince's music hit last night and he came out into that arena in Minneapolis? They cheered their asses off. There was a few boos, but you know what, man? I think all that was superficial. They just wanted to make noise. Um, Vince got cheered and people have made mistakes. People forget all those people in that arena outside of those innocent little babies. That's they just wrestling fans and they go to school and they come, they go wherever their parents go. All those adults, they failed before they've had problems. They've had miscues in their marriages. They've had miscues at work in their school, whatever it is, ain't nobody that's not without sin and without problem. Vince is no different than anybody else. He is a man. 
He made a mistake. And he's going to have to pay for that mistake, just like all of us have had to pay. You had to pay with being banished. You had to pay with being alone. You had to pay with getting fined. You had to pay with whatever punishment is necessary. You got to take it. Take it on the chin. Take it like a man. Take it, you know, there's all these sayings. Vince is going to have to pay the piper. And when it's all over with and said and done, he'll be able to stand in front of everybody and say, look, I took my punishment. I left here saying that we were going to go through this together. And now we're going to come back together. He is never, he's not going to get banished for life. It's not going to happen. The, um, one of the things that. And these are allegations too, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely. The investigation is going on. You know, LaGreca was was going off the deep end yesterday because he he said to me and Tommy, he's like, <clears throat> I don't know how you guys and Mark are so calm, cool, and collected about this. This is Vince McMahon. This is the biggest name in pro wrestling who might have to step down and yada, yada, yada. And he's going crazy. I'm like, Dave, this is no different than happens in corporate America every day. How every many day. times do we have CEOs of companies who maybe get involved in a romantic relationship that they should not have been in, or maybe they're tapping into company funds that they shouldn't be doing or anything else that is not, uh, you know, not right, not on the level and CEOs have to stop down, step down. So Vince did something that could possibly be him doing wrong. And he stepped away. But why? Because it's pro wrestling. It affects us so much more. I mean, yeah, I kind of get it, but we've been so desensitized to so many things in this business that when stuff like this comes across our desk, we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, all right. Bro, you know. look at all the things that we dealt with in pro wrestling. We have dealt with some catastrophic failure and setbacks drawbacks things that people thought oh man this is going to kill the business people are going to go away and never come back no that's not the way it works guys it's gonna come back Vince is going to come back he's, he's really never going to go anywhere he still has the majority of the shares like he's he's good He's just going to be slapped on the wrist. And if it's proven that he deserves it, then you have to cross that bridge when you get to it. But right now, all these are allegations. There is no, no guilt yet. There is no um, guilty verdict. You know, I mean, there's, and I've heard some damning, um, information from legal friends of mine who said well in corporate america this is the way this works and so forth and i understand if 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 the allegations are true then you know we'll see what the verdict is from that point but right now it's all up in the air and the people i, I said that to dave yesterday wait until people wake up and here it is. They're going to go for Vince's throat. 
there's people that hate greatness and they're going to go, they're going to try to tear it down to the last molecule. And that's exactly what happened. You said it. People were on those social, on the social media. They had the, the muscled up fingers in full effect yesterday. <laughs> Tearing Vince down, making up stuff. Talking about the, the 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 shares being sold and you know people buying them and because they think that the WWE is going to sell, all I mean just making up stuff is all speculation. Until there's concrete information, that's when I'm I'll make my assessments. And 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 we both bully. It's our job to do it. Like we both can get on the phone right now and call them. And he'll take our call. We earn that. Absolutely. I would not call Vince over this, over allegations. If he got hemmed up, then I would be like, hey, man, take it like a man. We'll see you in a year or two. Because that's you just got to pay your penance. America is a comeback country. Everybody's favorite franchise, Rocky. He failed, and he was always able to work his way back. That's where we are, guys. It's no different. Dave might have overreacted yesterday, but I can understand Dave overreacting because wrestling is everything to him. And Vince McMahon is the highest office in our business. I can see him having a little bit of angst if you will. Well, the WWE universe seemed very happy to uh, see Vince McMahon last night. They were cheering for him. Um, They were smiling. They were holding up their signs no matter what. As far as the legalities of things, Mark, we talked about it here on the show. If Vince McMahon made a $3 million payment out to somebody who signed a non-disclosure agreement and the money came from his own personal funds, I don't think there's any foul play involved. I think the discrepancy here is the $100,000 raise that was given to the employee. And there might not have been significant reason for a raise like that. And I think that's where some eyebrows are being raised. So as the days goes on, we'll find out more information and then we can talk about it from a factual point of view. Until then, as you know, in the WWE, The show must go on. It's business as usual, and they will deal with this behind closed doors, and everybody will continue to speculate until we have some more cold, hard facts. Good uh, opening to the show this morning, talking about uh, Vince McMahon's um, uh, appearance last night on SmackDown and what he had to say and how the universe took it in. I told you at the beginning of the show that I wanted to hear from the busted open nation. And Mark, that's exactly what we're going to do when we come back. I want to go to calls. I want to take so many calls today because I think today is one of those days where wrestling fans, the busted open nation needs to have just as much of a voice as we do. You know, but what did Vince say last night? He said, then now together. And he said, then now forever. And what together together we're going through it together and that's what we're going to do today we're going to do it together 
today. I want the Busted Open Nation to be as much a part of the show today as they ever had. Have 877-344-4893, 877-344-4893. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in on the old Twitter machine. <clears throat> Thanks for dealing with my voice this morning. It's a little shot. Um, thank you for screen capping your listening devices. Let's get busted open trending this morning. Hashtag busted open. Hashtag busted open. Hall of Fame and pain and return right here on hashtag busted open. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors. No prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey everyone, this is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. And now the Usos gonna suffer the same fate. Another five and a third from the base. We're in the Queen Cities, but we just seen triples. Silly Crush City bitch. God bless those Carol Busted Open, Hall of Fame and Pain, yeah, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, we're gonna knock you out, what, you shaking your head I'm, no? I'm like, not co-signing for this rap remix, please. Why not? Why? Mm-mm. There are certain songs that are not allowed to be remixed, that's one of them. So when I was a senior in high school, I was about 18 Uh-oh. years old. We used to hang out um, at a place called Arboretum Park in Long Island. And we, I get to Arboretum Park at like nine o'clock at night. And this is where, you, you know, you went, you hung out with your friends and you drank beers. And, you know, when you weren't supposed to be drinking beers as a senior in high school, which you all did. We've all been there. We've all done that. And uh, my friend at the time, Jack, says, hey, uh, I want to introduce you to somebody. And this guy comes up to me and Jack goes, Mark, I want you to meet LL Cool J. Whoa. And I'm like, I looked at the guy and I'm like, you're not LL Cool J. (laughs) Like, I thought it was a rib. I thought they were playing a joke on me. 
And he's like, nah, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I'm LL. And Jack's like, no, man, this is LL Cool J. He just moved in like around the block with his family. And I looked at the guy and I'm like, you're not LL Cool J. And the guy looked at me and he goes, hey, you know, my name is Todd, you know, whatever, you know, it's me. You can choose to believe me or not. And I was like, wow, really LL Cool J. That's my story. It's very anticlimactic. No, but, it's not. That's but yeah. Listen, man, we we just a couple of weeks ago told the story, me and Ryan McKenna, about me meeting Biggie. And for the first time, me and my wife were in a store meeting him. Bro, anytime you meet an iconic figure, it's a big deal. Because you may never meet that person again. The stars all lined up, and you was able to meet somebody that hundreds and hundreds of people that are super fans will never get to do. So yeah, it, it, it's a big deal. It was a big deal to me. I'm glad you got a chance to meet him. I'm a big fan of, uh, big fan of LL Cool J. Love that, uh, love, Underrated. love his stuff. Yep. Underrated, people don't list him in the top 10. Like his catalog is unbelievable. And you know, I said that and Ariel started smiling. Cause she's one of these new rapper people. She likes Drake and the uh, baby and you know, these people that they'll never be a top 10 guy. You know, I mean, it's, it's come on, Ariel. Don't, don't give me that look. LL Cool J's catalog is hundreds of songs deep and number ones. So when the baby and all of these people get a number one song on the pop chart, then I'll consider listening to them. But right now, they pee owns. They don't, they even, don't get a drop. I know the guns is recording that right now. You can't understand nothing they saying. LL Cool J is saying, like, I mean, just crisp lyrics, things that we say. And when you sing karaoke, how many times, Bully, I've sang Mama Said Knock You Out on karaoke before? I have. Yes, I have. Yes, you have. And I'm going to tell you right now, I can't begin right now to think of a song from Drake that I could go up and sing that on karaoke or that I would be willing to, that it moved me some kind of way. So, yeah. So let's, let's get into the rasp. Let's get face. into the wrestling action. Roman Reigns about to leave the ring last night. And then all of a sudden you hear the music, the return of the beast, Brock Lesnar. Ariel, you got that, uh, you got that audio queued up for us. No, you don't have the audio queued up for us. Wow, Ariel bat a thousand this morning. Wow. Uh, it doesn't matter. We saw Brock Lesnar coming out, um, get face-to-face -face with Roman. I love that image again. And then absolute total destruction. Mark, what did you think of the segment? And why do you think, do you think it was planned to bring Brock Lesnar back last night? Or do you think that they called in the cavalry to try to get the attention on something else? Brock is in that in that glass jar above the, you know, above the doorway when you walk in, and it says, "In case of emergency, break glass." Um, in the political realm, they call it wagging the dog. 
Brock is an iconic enough figure and, and a, a guy that's able to distract the world of wrestling uh, from what's currently going on in the world. Um, is hijacking the feed, you know, whatever term you want to use. Uh, that's what I felt like it was. No, to answer your question, no, it was not planned. This was a call in the Calvary moment, like you said. Um, also, you're going to get the negative with the positive always. And there was a lot of people, including Jacob, my son, who said, man, I love Brock, but man, we just had this. There are a lot of fans that are going to be like, you know, this again. Now, me, I don't feel that way. I believe that you put the best in there and you get it. We complained our ass off three years ago that Brock was not an everyday performer. Remember that? Yep. And now we get Brock more consistent and now people are complaining about that. So what do you want, guys? You get him and you complain. You don't get him. You complain. Why listen to you? <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I'm looking forward to where it's going to go uh, just as a wrestling fan, because I want to see good wrestling with great wrestlers. That's, that's my take on it. So last night was like, a, in case of emergency, break glass, not the, yes, Stone, Cold, not the Stone Cold Steve Austin glass, but the Brock Lesnar glass, kind of like, uh, I'll, I'll use this as an example. Um, last week, Tony Khan had to deal with the whole Jeff Hardy situation, right? He put yeah. out the statement. He got ahead of it. But then all of a sudden, the Vince McMahon thing comes along, and you kind of forget about the Jeff Hardy thing. Yeah, and, right. And Tony Khan is wiping his brow going, wow, okay, here's here's a new story that's going to you know take up lots of space in the you know, in the news thread and kind of take the, the focus off of Jeff. I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why they could have brought Brock back last night. I don't think it was something that's been planned for a while. I think it would have been entirely too soon, but Hey, let's get Brock out there. We'll get people concentrating on something else other than the Vince McMahon situation, a, a smart business move, uh, uh, Mark, or very or smart. A de was it desperate? I don't know if it was desperate because desperate is calling the rock. You know, the only thing that can make people go, oh my God, this, I mean, that, that's the ultimate trump card. But Brock, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. There's only a couple of people, a couple of names in this world that you can mention that would trump a Brock Lesnar. There, there is no trumping Brock Lesnar, without a doubt. Uh, the physicality was great last night on Roman and the Usos. Everybody did their job. Brock standing there looking like the beast. Do we, do we get more of Brock and Roman? Do you want to see more of Brock and Roman? I do. Because you know I what? like you know good what? wrestling. You know what's crazy, Mark? If you would ask me this question on Thursday, do you want more Brock and Roman? I've been like, nope. But there was something about that face-to-face -face and the physicality last night. And I was like, yep, I'll take it again. I'll take it. 
Right. And and you see Brock grabbing people. Brock grabs people and it looks different. It looks so incredibly different. And you know what you're going to get out of a Brock and Roman match. But also, how about this? There are other people that don't want Brock to have the title. They feel like they have a, a better chance of beating Roman. So how about we tell that story? You have a, 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 a guy that wants to get his hands on Roman Reigns. I don't necessarily want Brock Lesnar. So let me help Roman Reigns through this Brock Lesnar situation. And you can tell a story on the backside. And then you build up another match with that person and Brock Lesnar afterwards. So, I mean, it's like, that's pro wrestling. That's what we're supposed to do is turn it on his ear and then tell you a story that would be like, oh my God, I cannot believe that. That's what we do. I hate it to turn into 2011, <laughs> 2013 Hall of Fame Mark Henry, but that that's exactly what we do in this business and is to turn it on his ear and tell stories that would make people go, whoa. And last night is just the beginning. The story is not Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That's not the story. That's the beginning. The story will start to be developed in this weekend. And then on Monday, we'll have the beginning of the story. This was just the start. Mark, have you ever seen anybody else in wrestling who's been in the right place at the right time more than Brock Lesnar? No, because he can call his shots. He could command his price because he was at one time, Brock was able to say at the same time, I am the best MMA fighter in the world. Not to mention there is no one in pro wrestling that can beat me. There's not many guys that have been able to call that shot. Not many. And he was able to do it. And he's maybe not the MMA fighter that he was in his youth because that business has a shelf life. So does wrestling. But the shelf life in wrestling, you could be 55 and still get the job done. And Brock is one of those guys that until he's 55 and say, you know what? I don't need to be out here no more. It's going to be his decision to make. He's still a viable commodity in this business and you have to respect him. I wonder if Brock has a certain ringtone for when Vince calls or if when Stanford calls. Bum, 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 bum. No, I don't, I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's that ringtone. I don't think it's the uh, Imperial March. I think ring, his ringtone is cha-ching. <laughs> because Brock doesn't want the phone to ring. Brock wants to hang out on his 2,500 acres in Canada and hang out with his wife and children and farm and milk cows and bale hay and do all that stuff that the farmers do. But then the phone rings and he hears cha-ching, cha-ching, and he goes, Ugh. Yeah. all right 
let me go collect this million. I'll be back in an be hour, back. babe. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad problem to have. So uh, let, let's take a break here. We're going to got a lot of people on hold who also want to talk about Brock Lesnar, 877-344-4893, 877-344-4893. What did you think of the return of Brock Lesnar last night? Are you excited to see him? Do you think that they called in a favor? Did you think it was an emergency to bring Brock last, back last night? Do you want to see Brock versus Roman? I want to get all of your thoughts, all of your takes from the nation happy birthday to guns wish him a happy birthday when you call in thanks for listening the hall of fame and pain returns mark henry bully ray right here on busted open hey everyone this is former nfl linebacker and current sirius xm nfl radio host kirk morrison and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast total coverage each week i'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results whether we're breaking down player techniques game plans or coaching philosophies we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances new episodes will be available every tuesday on the sirius xm app Pandora and Apple Podcasts. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. What was the best show this week? You ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Oh, yeah. One of Mark Henry's favorite segments here on Busted Open. Love it. The old weekly winner made famous by Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell. At least I put Ryan, at least I put Ryan over. Dave buries him all the time. All the time. Calls him neckbeard. Neckbeard. Why would he do that? Because he's Dave LaGreca. That's why. Shame. No, there's really no rhyme or reason. He doesn't even know why he does it. It's a 12 year old boy. It's a 12 year old boy living in a 50 man, 50 year old man's body. What did he, what did Ryan ever do to him? Something about a bet. Somebody welched on a bet or some bet or something going on. Oh, I forgot about that. The bet. I do remember. I do remember now. It was about the action figure. So, Mark, weekly winner, this is your wheelhouse. This is what you do best. I love it when you break everything down. Sometimes you don't break it down and you just go right for the jugular with your weekly winner. Little suggestion for when we're done with weekly winner today. How about we let the nation chime in with their weekly winner also? Well, look at you. Do you like that? I like it. They they deserve that. Good, because I want to hear your weekly winner. I'm going to give you my weekly winner, and then I want to hear the nation's weekly winner. 877 All right, Mark, the floor is yours. Break it down. Break it down. You know what, Bully? Um, I-, I love the fact that, you know, we got a really high-energy match on Raw to start the week. You start the week off, and it's always good to be able to go first. And Jimmy Uso and Montez Ford, uh, they, you know, we talked about Darby Allen moving around fast. Those guys are athletic, man. They were moving around so fast. They, they put a, a total really great story and it all leads to, um, both of those guys getting over. 
it, it's very rare. Sometimes we always talk about people going over and getting over. Um, I think they both got over with their athleticism. And then, you know, Dana Brooke and Becky Lynch, you know, which is not something that you really normally hear names that you were here connected to each other. Um, it was so successful that they had to do it again. <laughs> and, you know, the stories, you know, they, they made for a good action in the show. And Raw, that's been my problem with Raw. You get three hour show, right? And it starts moving kind of slow. And then you have a backstage and then you have another backstage. But this Raw moved around really fluid. This week was one of the better moving around Raws we've had in probably a month. Uh, Chad Gable still continues to shine in my, my, my opinion. I think that he deserves a, 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 a more important role on the show. Uh, I know you had a look on your face like, eh, but I really do like Chad Gable. Um, I, I, you know, I got a problem with this dewdrop mess. Yeah, you always have. Piper Niven is a talented woman, and I want her to be addressed as Piper Niven, and to be able to, or, or something, anything. Dewdrop to me is just belittling. I'm not gonna get into it. I'm just gonna say that I enjoyed the Money in the Bank qualifying match with the women. And I thought that Piper Niven, she, with all of the talent that was in there, you had Alexa Bliss, who's been a big star and a champion. You had Liv Morgan in there. You had Nikki A.S.H. Um, all of these people are awesome, but she shined. She was, she was the one that looked like the most viable commodity in the ring to me at that moment. And I was, I was entertained. Uh, Ezekiel uh, defeated Kevin Owens. I mean, even though it was by count out, you know, there was, you know, ballyhoo and so forth. And then they made them, you know, the fact that there's going to be a concert with Elias next week and Ezekiel and the same, it, it was entertaining. Like raw was, Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins. You know, they had another Money in the Bank qualifying match uh, with him defeating AJ Styles, which was big, high quality, a lot of action. Uh, and then you had Veer and, and Rey Mysterio and, and the pose down between Theory and Bobby, which ended the way we thought it would end with Theory doing something low. And I thought that in a way they would leave Bobby Lane but Bobby, you know, just rolled out of the ring and, and you know, tried to get the baby oil out of his eyes. You know, um, could have been a better finish, but nonetheless, the job got done. You put Theory in the ring with somebody that's better than him, that's more revered than him, and, and that's going to give him the rub. And so I, I have to give... I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over NXT again for the third week in a row. Uh, I'm I'm not. I, my mama always told me if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. So you didn't like NXT at all? I didn't. I, I thought it was 
nothing goes together. They're, they're not leading things from last week to this week and the week before. And I see people getting better. I see people getting better. I I, I love the the women's match. That the the six woman. Mark, is it Mark? Is it that you don't have anything? I have plenty of nice things to say about NXT, but is it that you don't have anything nice to say, or is it that you just don't care enough about the show? You know what? I don't care enough about the show. I think that's a, I see a, a people, more of a fair I assessment. I see people on the, on the show work. I, the Creed brothers are incredible. and But the stories that you tell with them don't work. And, you know, they, they have a star in Brian Breaker. They have a star in Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. The whole mafia mob boss thing, I man, I almost said I effing hate it. That's what I almost said. But like the stuff is just not going together, bro. Toxic. Toxic attraction can always be put in a better light. I don't want to just see them used as um, glamour girls. Like they, they're more than that. Like let them mix it up and and have some matches, and then have other people in the in the faction come and interrupt those matches. Can we do that for a change rather than oh let's dress them up nice? and have them just prance around and talk. Like they're talent, like use them as talent. I, I, I see what you did. I tried to gloss over and you wouldn't let me. But um, man, you get to you get to Wednesday, man. And um, you know, Chris Jericho and Ortiz with the hair match and you know, I thought was pretty damn entertaining. Um, the class action lawsuit thing with, with Wardlow. Uh, yep. I knew that that was going to be what it was. Uh, but the thing that it lifted my spirits, Bully, for what it is to be a fan of this business was watching Will Ospreay and Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood is slowly becoming one of my top five favorite guys in ring at AEW. He has not failed since I've been there. No failure. No, no, no setbacks. You put him in a tag, shines, gets titles. You put him in there with elite guys in a singles, tell great stories. They had, they, I stopped counting at eight false finishes. I stopped counting. And each one crescendoed. They got better and better and better. And I have to say that it was the best wrestling match of the entire week on any show. And then you get to uh, Miro and Ethan Page. They put some time in. Uh, Miro won by submission. Uh, God's favorite wrestler entertains the hell out of me. I didn't think that match was going to go as long as it did. 
or or even if it needed to, but it's still quality. Uh, Tony Storm and Dr. Britt Baker. If somebody would have said, "Hey, um, Tony Storm is gonna 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 win that match," I'll be like, "Yeah, right." Huge Shot win! The shit Huge out win! Huge win! Huge win for Tony Storm! Huge win! And I was very impressed with it. And then you get to the ladder match, which I had one eye open. I, I have. <laughs> You know how I am. I'm squeamish about heights. And they did stuff in that match where I just was like, damn. Um, yeah, sometimes you got to grab, you got to hold, put a, you got to try to finish somebody. Yes, sometimes you got to put a hold on. But in a match like that, there was no place for that. Um, the Bucks were the Bucks and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus did their things, but the important, the most important and uh, shocking thing was Christian. Christian turning on Jungle Boy. Uh, I would like to say that it broke my heart, but I've been seeing this coming. Christian has had this look in his face like, you guys just don't live up. And 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 we got that. Impact, hell of a show. Impact is slowly creeping up there into being able to compete with Raw and and AEW programming. And they've they've beat Raw and AEW in weeks past. So I, I'm I'm definitely loving. It. I love the Briscoe brothers. Trey Miguel, man, give the guys flowers, man. Trey Miguel is awesome. And, you know, Masha Slamovich is a gimmick, but I love her. And and I and we when we picked our uh master's class a few months ago, I picked her as my under 25 for a reason. She she gets over, man. She just get keeps getting over. And you know, um honor no more and aces and eights, the contract signing, like getting there, everything was getting leading up for a slam anniversary, which we're gonna talk about uh here in a minute. But I was very impressed with it. And you get to uh Friday. We this everything is fresh from last night. You saw SmackDown. Um, I enjoyed it. You had a big return with Brock Lesnar after uh, Roman Reigns has a, a the second best match of the week uh, with Matt Riddle, mm -hmm. and and then you had Brock come out like you know, a lot of people could argue that that was the best match of the week. Riddle and and Roman was fantastic. It was fantastic. And, um, you know, just the, the, the whole story being told on SmackDown. And then Rampage with, starts with Moxley and, and Dante Martin, one of the most athletic guys in AEW. Uh, the trios match. Um, I have to turn my head when they do the scissors. I'm just, this is just me. 
You know, I was a little squeamish with the Billy Gunn and, and <laughs> Billy Gunn and Max Cash at one point did scissors with both hands. I was like, ah, God, Anthony Bowens. Um, but Jay Cargill and Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale is 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 on the upswing. I, I saw future. Uh, I told her. I said, "Hey, I see it. You just need to polish it up a little bit, and you could be one of these top women wrestlers in the country." And she was real appreciative. But I wasn't trying to get a pat on the back. I was trying to tell her that I'm I'm looking at you. I expect a lot out of you. When the people that I start to put my attention in, I don't do it for nothing. They, they have to have talent and they have to have something that I see that other people don't have. And Willow has it. She's just going to have to step it up. But like, nonetheless, hell of a night on, when, on, on a Friday night. Both shows were good. But Bully. Here we go. Here we go. We've been building up for like 14 minutes. Here we go. 14 Mark minutes. Henry's weekly winner. The weekly is... winner has to go to AEW. Which show? The show on Rampage. You're giving it the last I mean, night? Dynamite, to... Dynamite. Oh, okay, Sorry. okay, okay. Um, I, you know, I get confused sometimes. But Dax Harwood and Will Ospreay. I try to give it to the best match, but also there was a lot of things in that show. They, they finished up on what happened the week before continuity is strong with me. And that show had probably the most continuity of the week. And that is where I give my weekly winner. And if you're not first, you last, you're last. Thank you for that incredible breakdown. Great, great, great insight into everything. I enjoyed it. I laid out for the majority of it because I just wanted to hear what you had to say. Well, you asked me about the week. And sometimes Ryan and I would go back and forth. And we'd go, okay, you go Monday, you go Monday. You go Tuesday, you go Tuesday. But I felt like I needed to spell out the whole week and and we we watch 15 hours of pro wrestling every week, Bully. So there's a lot of people that listen to this program because they want to hear the weekly winner because they didn't get to watch 50. People got jobs and shit. It's our job to do this. So I want to make sure that they don't miss nothing. And hopefully y'all uh, got to hear everything you needed to hear. And I wanted to let you go because I wanted to see if you could change my mind when it came to my weekly winner. Okay. But you did not change my mind as far as my weekly winner was concerned. Okay, give it up. I wanted to give my weekly winner to the, the, the most impactful segment that I saw last night, which was on SmackDown, which was Brock and Roman. Okay. Plus, when you get Vince McMahon on a show, that's also a big deal. But I got to give it to Dynamite this week. And I think I give it to Dynamite this week because it was tons of action in the ring. Good, great beginning with Jericho and Ortiz. I love the segment. I love Ortiz cutting his own hair. I agree with you when it comes to Dax and Osprey. 
FTR getting over as a team very well. Dax doing a great job on his own. Solid match. Good match. Great match. Love the way the show ended with the ladder match, although I had a huge problem that happened in the middle of that ladder match with the referee. What was that? Okay. Uh, so in did you see when Luchasaurus was climbing the ladder with one of the jack, one of the bucks on his back? Mark. Sorry. Yeah. Mark had we lost Mark for a second. Mark, did you see the part where Luchasaurus was climbing the ladder with one of the bucks on his back? Yes. Why did two referees come in the middle of the ring to hold down the ladder? To keep it sturdy when that's not what they need to do. That's not their job to hold a letter ladder steady so people can do a spot. Correct. That is a huge disconnect for me. If you're going to have referees hold a ladder, then they better come in and hold the ladder for every single time somebody climbs up a ladder. Yes. Yeah, but they should not be in there. A referee's job is not to hold a ladder secure for the safety of the talent. Okay. Then you're telling me if, if the talent want to be safe about it, they have to find ways on their own. A referee shouldn't be aiding You're a exactly talent. You're exactly right. You're exactly Should, right. I saw it. Yeah. But I, I, I looked at it like it's for safety purposes, but you are exactly right. And when I say a referee shouldn't be aiding a, a, a talent for safety, I'm talking about within the midst of the match, the story in the midst of kayfabe. Okay. In that, of course, you always want to worry about the wrestler's safety. But if a referee is holding a ladder down, why? There's no reason for that. Get creative. And I kind of discussed on how I would have done it uh, last week on the show. Anyway, you can't take away from the excitement of Dynamite. That crowd was lively all night. Intensity in 10 cities. It was, uh, it, it was, it, it was a strong show. It was a lot of fun. My weekly winner also goes to Dynamite, despite the fact that I thought the return of Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar was uh, off the charts on SmackDown. Uh, let's take a break, Mark. Uh, let's uh, reset it a little bit. Want to get back out to the nation who's been very patient on hold. I'm sure they have their opinions on Weekly Winner also. They still want to talk about Vince and Brock, and we're going to let them when Busted Open's version of the Hall of Fame and Pain... Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, 
I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.